Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time once again for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. We want to pause uh, early before we begin this series of teachings and wish you a very happy uh, <laughs> and holy oh, Thanksgiving. We we want it to be a time that you realize that, that this is uh, a wonderful opportunity to count all of our blessings. And I believe you know that if you're a Christian today, but we just want to remind you that God has been good to his people. God is faithful. (laughs) Hallelujah. No matter what you may be facing. So we pray that you can have a, a, a wonderful, wonderful time of rejoicing in his faithfulness and in his goodness this Thanksgiving season. For the believer, for the Christian, Thanksgiving is not a one day event once a year. It is, it's not just a time to gobble till you wobble. (laughs) Although I believe most of us probably will, but it's a time to celebrate with feasting and feast out out uh outnumber fast as much as we need fasting and we dare not uh neglect that but feasting was something god honors to celebrate the feast of the tabernacles the feast of trumpets <laughs> when we get to heaven there's going to be a feast there's going to be the marriage supper of the lamb when the prodigal son comes home kill the fatted calf amen we're going to have a feast to celebrate. So we just want you to enjoy uh, the the good things that God has given you. Not not overeat and overdo anything, but to enjoy. He giveth us all things richly to enjoy. What good would would it be to to give you a blessing if you couldn't enjoy it? And the devil wishes you wouldn't enjoy anything. But God wants you to have life to have it more abundantly that's talking about the the kind of life that is eternal and the kind of life that is fulfilling even in in this temporal world in this temporal body well god loves you today we wish you a very happy and blessed thanksgiving day to you and to your family enjoy it praise god enjoy the lord's blessing in your life hallelujah and share the good news of jesus with everyone that you possibly can hallelujah we got a message today that is not specific to thanksgiving though that we're right into this season if you want to hear a thanksgiving message go to our sunday morning service this week and you will find a thanksgiving message preached and taught under the anointing to our congregation and to and that when i say our congregation it includes you when you tune in we consider you part of that congregation and we thank you for being part of our listening family uh, right here on our website today amen and and those of you that know of this ministry and many of you that have attended our ministry over the years i, w- I just want you to know that you are welcome to to come and visit with us and celebrate with us and reconnect with us we're not trying to steal nobody's sheep we just want our sheep to know that <laughs> that that you're never truly gone you're in our hearts you're in our prayers and we thank god for you every time we think of you you've been a blessing to me i just want you to know that i pray 
that I have been a blessing and will continue to be a blessing to you and to yours. Amen. All right, we're going to be talking about growing in the fire. This is an important message, and that's why we're not just following the protocol that that it's Thanksgiving, let's talk about giving thanks. We're going to preach about that uh, in the Sunday morning service right here on our website soon as it comes up online. Right now, we want to address a great, great need in the hearts and lives of believers. We can't escape the trials and testings that are going to come because we live in a faulty body until it is glorified, till corruptible puts on corruption. We live in a faulty body and we live in a fallen world we ha- and we have a <laughs> we have a foe down here we have an adversary who wants to harm us who wants to hurt us who would destroy us if he could but we live in a faulty body yes we do we live in a fallen world yes we do but we have a faithful father yes we do and we have a faithful savior and sovereign the lord jesus christ and we have a a faithful comforter in the Holy Spirit. And I pray today that because we can't escape these fiery trials, that we might learn that God wants us to grow in them. So that's why he doesn't keep us always from them. Okay. All right. Well, having said that, I know you don't like to hear that sometimes, but we can't escape it. Jesus said it, didn't he? In this world, and I always ask the congregation, which you're part of right now, how many live in this world? How many live in this world as it is today? It's a fallen world, and we have an adversary in it. Listen carefully. In this world, Jesus said, you shall have tribulation. The Greek word there is thelpsis, and it means anguish and pressure. Heartache, heartbreak, all the above uh, come under that that umbrella of Phelpsis. You live in a fallen world. In this world, therefore, Jesus said, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That meant in his flesh, without using any part of his divinity, though he was God in flesh, God incarnate, he overcame, he showed us by example that you can take the very worst that Satan has to give and and overcome it all, that God could use everything Everything, even what is meant for evil, God can use it for good and we can live not as victims but as victors in spite of all the all the the armies of hell that's arrayed against us and the culture that is against us and family members sometimes that have ostracized us and turned against us. Dear friend of mine, dear Christian friend of mine, there is victory and we can actually grow in the furnace of affliction. We can grow (laughs) while we're glowing in the fire. Amen. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 
through 12. And we want to back up and really pick up verse 3 and 4. So let's get a context for our text today. Growing in the fire. It says, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. I want to stop here for just a moment. Your faith groweth exceedingly. Now, if they were standing on a mountaintop of victory with no trials and no tests, that would be no big deal. But their faith is growing like this in the furnace of affliction. They were under heavy-duty persecution. And yet, instead of their faith wavering or their faith being diminished by it, their faith was growing exceedingly. And not only that, it says, after the comma, and the charity of every one of you toward each other aboundeth. Faith is growing exceedingly, and love is abounding. This word abound right here actually uh, denotes in the Greek a river that is coming over its bank. It's flooding. Praise God. Verse 4 says, So that we ourselves glory in the churches of God for your patience, and faith, listen, this is all happening in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which also you suffer, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, (laughs) rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You should pity, friends, the people who are persecuting you right now. Verse 9 says, Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power, when He shall come to be glorified in His saints and be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of His calling to fulfill the good pleasure of His goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and ye in him, according to the grace that the Lord Jesus Christ, the grace, (laughs) amen, of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the only way to describe the persecution that they are going through that is so clear here, is being tried by fire. That's why we're talking about growing in the fire, not just being delivered from the fire. It was a persecuted church. From the day the Apostle Paul left the city, they were a hunted people 
because of their newfound faith in Christ. They experienced afflictions and tribulations of all kinds. We live in a similar day to day when evil seems to be winning on every hand. How do you live above the changes and circumstances in life? What is your security when hunted down like an animal because of your love for Christ? You know, the scriptures say that, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourself. And it says we are persecuted but not destroyed. Now that word persecuted in the Greek is we are hunted like an animal, hunted like a deer, but we are not destroyed. We are perplexed. <laughs> we, this is an earthen vessel. We don't always have the answers. We're actually asked in the old covenant to trust in God with all of our heart and to not lean to our understanding, to commit our way unto him and to trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass, it being his eternal purpose for our life and his earthly purpose for our life here and now. The Apostle Paul demonstrated in his life that the believer can experience peace in the middle of the fire. See, a day is coming when evil will receive its just reward. And God, who is judge of all and sees all, he will repay with affliction those who afflict his people. But this is no tit for tat. It involves the righteousness of God. And Paul's letter is also a good example of a grace-oriented ministry to people who are hurting. The principles we learn from this passage give us strength to face everyday life filled with its pressures and its heartache and its heartbreak. It also gives us resources to help people who are hurting as well. The church at Thessalonica had discovered the fourth man in the fire. They had discovered the key to spiritual growth and stability in the midst of trials and testings. They were actually growing instead of groaning. I want to say that again. They were actually growing instead of groaning. With God's help, they were victors instead of victims, praise God. And the first evidence of growing in that fire is a flourishing faith, a flourishing faith. Back up in verse 3, it said, your faith groweth exceedingly. Literally, your faith is greatly enlarged. See, that's what the devil doesn't count on, that we will put our trust in God and even grow closer to Him when the troubles and trials of life come. And they will surely come when the persecution comes, when the pressure is on. God welcomes us with open arms to run to Him. Now, this is not cowardice running from the devil. This is running to God, and that's how we stand against the devil. The Bible said in the Old Covenant, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. 
And that word safe in the Hebrew meant like a high tower, so tall and so uh, impregnable that the enemy would love to destroy us, but he just can't climb that high, (laughs) amen, to get to us, praise God. I used to uh, tell the story often that I read about a, a, a realtor in Colorado in some mountainous part of Colorado, and someone wanted to build one of those chalets high in the mountains or somewhere uh, in the mountains, and and he asked them, he said, do you want to live above or below the snake line? And they said, what are you talking about? He said, well, there's a point where it is too cold for the snakes to den and to survive. And so we call that the snake line. So if you want to live where uh, snow stays on the mountains most of the year, you'll be living above the snake line. I'm going to tell you, when you and I put our trust exclusively in God, not in anyone else, in anything else, not even, I don't even trust myself, but I trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And friend, we can live in a place of trust where we are safe and we are secure in spite of all of the devil's intentions to hurt us or harm us. There is such a place that we can find when we simply draw near to God and trust the Lord. You see, persecutions and trials drive us to God. Whatever drives us to God, the, the devil is going to find that, that this, this thing that he brought into your life and mine to hurt us and harm us, destroy us if he could, is going to cause us to grow in our faith in God. Because we're going to discover his faithfulness even when we are wavering in our faith. He will not let you fall. He will not let you go. He will not say, if you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen. If you can't run with the big dogs, stay stay on, stay on the porch. Friend of mine, I don't want to run with no big dog that is running out there in his own strength or her own strength. I want to find that place where I can stand tall and strong because I'm standing because of the faithfulness and the grace and the goodness and then the power of God. Hallelujah. These people had a flourishing faith that had grown in the furnace of affliction. I want to say that again. These folks had found that their faith actually grew So Paul encouraged these persecuted Christians and believers by saying, your faith is growing exceedingly. Your faith, in verse 3, is greatly enlarged, bringing them to a maturity in Christ. Their faith was greatly enlarged. The word is a compound meaning, which means increasing and grown over above and beyond. I like that. Their faith was growing abundantly above normal growth. Why was it growing? See, faith grows. Faith comes or grows by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's normal growth. But there's an acceleration of that process when the trials come and we trust God 
and discover His faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Their faith in Christ was growing more sure every single day. They were secure in Jesus Christ, and their faith was enlarged day by day. This is the work of God by the Holy Spirit in the life of true believers. What the devil meant for evil, God meant for good, and God always wins. If we put our trust in Him, we, we will find that we are victims. We are victors rather than victims. Praise God. Hallelujah. Faith grown in the fire of persecution grows exceedingly fast and exceedingly strong. First Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7 says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, Ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Listen to this. This is an important key to victory. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, for a season, I don't know what season you are in in your life, but it's only a season. You know, summer is the heat of summer right now is giving away to fall and winter is coming. And it doesn't matter how hot it's been, it won't last. It's got to give away. It may be late till it comes, but it's coming. Winter is coming. We here in Florida, where this broadcast originates, maybe it's going to be later here in the sunshine state. And it will be, but winter is coming coming. We're not going to hit those 90s like we were in the summer. It gets 70 here and we say, whoa, <laughs> here, here, comes, here comes old man winter. Friend of mine, I want you to know whatever you're going through, it's only for a season. There's a time limit on it. And that season's going to pass. And if you'll weather that storm that you are in right now, and even though you're in heaviness through many kinds of temptations, and here, temptations doesn't just mean that temptation to sin and to do wrong and to do evil. It, it encompasses testings and trials as well. Verse 7 brings this out of First Peter chapter 1, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of, the, of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. See, there's a day coming. There's a day coming. Amen. And sometimes, in order for us to get through this day, we need to look past it to that day that is coming. Because a day is coming. Amen. The trials of this life are temporal. But that day that's coming, we will enter into eternal glory, eternal bliss, eternal life. Age without end. This term greatly rejoice here means to be exuberantly glad. To exult with joy in the Greek. I like Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown's explanation of this. Because he says salvation is to be realized by faith 
as a thing so actually present as to cause exulting joy in spite of existing afflictions. I'll read that again. This is an old tried and true Bible commentary. J.F.B., Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown. Salvation is realized by faith as a thing so actually present as to cause exulting joy in spite of existing afflictions. He goes on to say, If gold, though perishing, is yet tried with fire in order to remove dross and test its genuineness, how much more through a fiery trial to remove whatever is defective and to test its genuineness and full value. You see, in these fiery trials for the believer because of God's faithfulness, the only thing that's going to burn up is the things in our life that, that, that keep us from trusting God with our life completely. When I'm weak, Paul said, then am I made strong. When I'm weakened by the trials and tests and recognize my own inability to cope with it all, I put all of my faith, not most of it, but all of my faith in Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. And then he changes his tune and finds that sufficient grace. And he said, I'll take pleasure in the persecutions now. How can you have pleasure out of persecution? Because you know that God is going to use this for your good. What is meant for evil, God is going to use it for your good. The great truth to be discovered is that God can, and in His infinite wisdom and divine foreknowledge, take what Satan means for evil and bend it to His eternal purpose and bring good out of it. Only God can do that. Amen. Trials can cause us to be bitter toward God, or they can drive us to a greater dependency upon Him. If we choose dependency, we will find His grace sufficient and we will experience supernatural peace when we trust Him with everything. Everything. Commit thy way unto the Lord means to give it all to God. Amen. It is in this way that faith grows exceedingly because all self-sufficiency is gone. All confidence in man's system is gone. Over-dependence on others is replaced by greater dependence on Jesus Christ. We seek fulfillment in no other. We take refuge in no other. We desire, therefore, no other. Faith, then, is purified. (laughs) Amen. And God is glorified. You know, as we get ready to close the day, I, I got a letter from, a, 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 actually, he was a pastor slash evangelist, just like myself, from a major Pentecostal organization. And in the letter, I had shared some of the fiery trials that I had been through and, and how my faith wavered, but God's faithfulness did not. So I shifted my faith from faith in my faith to faith in God's faithfulness. And God brought me through. He didn't take me from 
but he brought me through. And in the letter, uh, this dear brother said, Pastor Venable, I want you to know that I had given up on God. I have a letter written ready to send in to to my organizational uh, head uh, to tell him that I was resigning from pastoral ministry because I felt like a hypocrite when I tried to preach to others that that I can't practice in my own life. Please pray for me. He had the whole letter written. He had it signed, ready to send. But he said, I heard, uh, I heard a message that you had preached where you shared your own fiery trials, your own wavering faith, and then you shared God's faithfulness. And he said, Sir, I just want you to know that I've torn up that letter. I'm going to go on and and fight the good fight. <laughs> Amen. And then he said something else that blessed me so very much. He said, If it's any consolation to you through your pain, through your heartache, through your heartbreak and God's faithfulness to you to help you when you were so weak and felt so defeated and discouraged. Through your pain, I have been healed. And I said, Lord, look what you've done. Look what you've done through a testimony of my weakness and your greatness my wavering faith and your unwavering faithfulness to me. Lord, look what you've done that someone through my pain has been healed. You know, the scripture said we're to comfort one another with the same comfort we are comforted of God. And I pray that you are comforted today. I pray that God, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter Himself will come and comfort you, but that you will be comforted by the Word of God and the testimonies of people, everyday people, that have a treasure in an earthen vessel, persecuted but not destroyed, perplexed but not in despair, <laughs> cast down but not forsaken. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. We love you today. God loves you today. If you don't know Jesus, you're on your own in this fallen world. How can you make it? How can anyone make it? Come to Christ. Forsake your sin. Repent of your sin. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you will never walk alone. He'll take you through it all seal you for heaven, take you to heaven when he comes and he's coming soon and come back next week. Let's talk about Jesus.